I can remember just physically not being able to like talk. I was just so emotional, being like, I, I, everywhere I look in my life is like, it's, 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 it's honest. I, I can't, I, rugby, no, relationship, no, money, no, business, no. And I just remember being like, Wah. the motivation had gone, I needed to wipe the slate clean. And I came up with this crazy idea that um, I was going to get this truck and I was going to have a big, basically a big break. Like the idea was not to, it was probably not to even drive to Australia at one point. I think it was drive to like Mongolia, Mongolia and just sort of switch my phone off and just reset and just find out actually what I would do with life. Feeling so miserable at one point, halfway through the build where something had gone wrong or I'd broken like the last board that I needed to finish or, and like work was kicking off and financially it was struggling and someone was chasing. And I can remember just literally just stopping, put my toes out and I can remember just bawling and be like, do you know what? F this drug, I've, I've had enough now. And I, I was so close to just, and I, I told me on retrospect, I was so close to just locking the door, locking up the truck, getting in my van and just driving up north and just, just going like home. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the podcast and on this episode of the MYH podcast I sit down and speak to my friend and ex-colleague Bobby Bolton. Now I've known Bobby for nearly 10 years now. We worked together on a humongous project down in Staffordshire a few years ago. Um, Bobby went off and worked for himself somewhere for a little bit and now he's come back and he's doing a huge adventure. He's driving from England all the way to Australia in his big truck that he's got. So we talk about the journey that he's been on through his career and over the past few months in particular where his life quite literally has been turned upside down and he's turned it around and he's now working his way back to where he needs to be. He's given himself that time to recover, the reset, whatever you want to call it. But I really, really enjoyed spending the day with Bobby. Bobby was the first person that we did the new format of the podcast with, where we go out and walk and a talk and everything like that. And we went for a pint of beer as well along the way. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think in the comments below. And if you know anybody that wants to come on the podcast, let us know. As long as you're connected to the construction industry and you want to come on and talk about your journey, then you are more than welcome. But other than that, I hope you all enjoy it and I'll speak to you all very soon. And welcome to another episode of the MIH podcast. Yes, it's still echoing here and no, I haven't sorted out the acoustic stuff, but and I have I have got a desk on its way, a proper table coming, but we're not quite there yet and we're on creaky chairs, but do you know what? It's all part of it. It's all part of the journey that we're on. It's fine, well, that, that's, that's the meal. That, yeah, that's the meal you get when you come and do the podcast with us. But um, I'm here today with Bobby, Bobby Bolton. Um, I have actually met Bobby nearly 10 years ago. We, yeah. we worked on a project together uh, down in Staffordshire and we've been chatting ever since and, and Bobby's gone off and done his own adventure, but he's now here with me today to chat about what he's up to now and where he is with his journey and what he's about to embark in. So, Bobby, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Yeah, good to catch up after all these years. I know, it? yeah. So. We've, um, we were talking, because so we've just been out on a walk. I'm trying to change the way we do the podcast and get people to come down and try and make like a full day of it and go out for a walk because the, the, it, it's... Um, where I live is right on the edge of the Peak District, so I'm trying to get people involved and do it that way. So we've just been out and done, I don't know, three, four, five mile walk, whatever yeah, it was. It's great. It's great like to break the ice, isn't it? You settle in and then so wherever you got on here, they've already put the guard down a little bit and you got yeah. on well, you broke the ice and it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great part of the world to be in, to be honest. Yeah, it's it is, yeah. Five or ten minutes away, isn't it? So Yeah, this is it. You can go out of the drive, turn right and you, it's a different world again. Yeah, it really is, yeah. So Bobby, you've worked in construction quite a while now, haven't you? And you've had it's various different levels along. I mean, you can start wherever you want to start, but do you want to just give people a bit of background about yourself? Yeah, I think probably a good a good place to start is the now, and yeah. then almost work back into okay, the yeah, yeah. So I mean, so 
Um, what I'm about to embark upon in literally two weeks, and that's pretty daunting to say that, is um, I've, I've built a truck. So I converted a truck myself, um, which is like a four-wheel drive HGV truck, and I converted it to a camper van. And the idea is I'm going to be driving to Australia. So I'll say that again. Driving to Australia, <laughs> not shipping it. The whole idea is you're going to drive from the UK to Australia. And it's like 30-odd countries. It's going to take me like, I don't know, about a year or two, year or two to do. But if you like, I don't know, if you sort of work backwards, only like a year or so ago, I had like 40 people working for me. I had a business that was turnover, a few hundred grand a month. It was actually technically sort of like four or five businesses. We were doing well. We were doing like really, really well. Uh, I was in a long-term 11-year relationship it was all looking cushy, um, you know, skip backwards from there. It was we where we met was at Lendley. So it was a big like tier one contractor. I was a site manager that went to project manager to da 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 da. Again, really well paid, really sus, really good, you know, comfortable job. Um, before that, went to Loughborough University. Uh, and then before that, grew up in the Northwest, working with my dad on, he was a truck driver um pretty hands-on so even though I, I came into like a managerial role i'm still pretty hands-on and mm. handsy so um there's obviously gone up there's there's a lot gone on in my life between growing up to university which was pretty plush pretty pretty easy pretty cushy then i got a nice graduate job with lenley's and then it was the the first like, i guess the junction in my life was when i started earning a good amount of money with lenley's i was in a project manager's role but it was working from home and i was working like remotely as well it was fantastic i got a car it was like the perfect job but i i just felt unfulfilled at the time i was probably about i think i was about i was only like 25 but i've been doing it uh two three four years something like that and um yeah decided to, to give it in and go chase dream chase the i want to run my own business type thing and when when i've been self-employed and when i took that big jump i'd never built an extension I never you know I technically didn't have the really the skills or experience to do that but I just went for it and I knew that despite earning all the money it didn't matter at all because I wasn't fulfilled I wasn't chasing my dream so yeah a bit of a ball move we um we just bought a flat together me and my partner and then we we yeah went for it set up a little business and started grafting on the tools which was yeah it's pretty good it was exciting um it was really really motivating I felt like a complete change in me from going from turn up to work to you know uh, fine taking a paycheck home which was all right to then like it was like almost like heroin to me yeah you know i'm I'm not a druggie but i can just imagine what it's like is you know you suddenly got that contract and you're right yeah i've got to smash this out i'm gonna you're on price you're going for it you're nailing it and whatever whatever um and then yeah we suddenly grew grew from that so it was just me on the tools with one of the guys like laborer and then that turned to like two and then it turned four turned six and then suddenly it was a couple of sites at the time then we got an office and then um yeah, and we were just saying like, you know, on the walk and then a couple of minutes ago, we were saying, uh, where, where do you stop with that? Where's the where's the sweet spot? And it is, it is impossible to find. There's no, you can't ever find the sweet spot in advance. It's almost like a, a in hindsight, I think you have to find that sweet spot mm. because you've got to make the mistakes. You've got to go either too small, too big, too wrong direction to then go, actually, you know what, at that point in time, that's where we were our sweet spot. So um, we, we in hindsight, we probably chased it a little bit too hard, but I also think we've been we've been bitten by the downturn in the economy because we, we were our strongest just after COVID. I guess like a lot of tradesmen out there, we were in on day we work. So we were building like, we had about six or seven individual projects on at the time and they were all like two million pound new builds. They were big contracts. We were going to make a load of money. And then, at, so we suddenly took a, took a lot on, took a lot of staff on, which point the material prices went through the roof. Yeah. So we started getting nailed on that side. We just then bought a development so we, we bought like a barn that we wanted to convert. So 
we started developing, but then the material prices went through the roof with that. So then we were trying to deal with all this. And then, uh, yeah, I can remember at some point just being like, geez, like, what have we taken? We've created this monster. And because we're not doing like, I don't know, a shop fit out, yeah. it's not like a two week contract. It's a years on Trump contract. And I can just remember sweating one night being like, God, there's no, there's no change in this. We're on a trajectory now. This is a train that's in motion. And, uh, just got to wrestle it because the material price is going for the roof. We couldn't go back to the clients. And I guess that's the start of the, if I was to say the downturn in my, or the, the downturn of the struggling period of my life, that's probably where it started is when mm. we took on this all work, went mad, material price started going for the roof. And then suddenly we were like, oh, this is starting to get a bit crazy. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the start of it. I guess that's where it still started. And then I broke up with my 11 year partner, um, so yeah we've been together 11 years broke up at which point then I did start to doubt everything so you then go for the whole why am I, why am I where I am you saw the northerner but I was down in the southeast so then you start doubting all that kind of thing then suddenly the motivation for the business goes a little bit south and yeah it was a, it was a tough time and then to, to com- keep compounding that was then uh, the market started crashing so this big development we put all our eggs in one basket on that we were then we were looking at this thinking, oh, we're going to be we're going to make a load of money for this, and then suddenly that started looking less and less likely. Uh, and then I moved out of the house because I felt it was the right thing to do to to move away to get out of the what was a bit of a toxic environment. I felt, uh, but then I managed to go wasn't earning enough money at the time because I put I was putting all my cash into the construction business, so bought a caravan and then was living on a farm for, um, but what ended up being eighteen months no running water <laughs> no electricity like nothing um i then didn't play rugby so this is you know i know we've been for a war but i, I held some bits back because i didn't want to yeah yeah no you know, get, yeah but, yeah but yes yeah, so i so you know the, the, at one point really only six months ago i didn't have any money because it was all going in the construction business keep everything afloat it was i didn't have a relationship because i had broken down i was living in a caravan that had no running water and heating and I came home every evening and I could see me breath in the middle of winter because it was tragic. Uh, I, then, I then wasn't in a good headspace enough to play rugby. So my rugby, which would be my bread and butter for 10 years, I was no longer playing. And I can remember, I actually remember going to, um, to I, was, I, I tried to work as much as I could to just keep myself a bit distracted. I can remember going to one of our sites on Saturday and I was just such in a bad headspace. I just couldn't do anything. And uh, I can remember having a phone call with me, more like scenes, who was absolute godsend for all this. I can remember just physically not being able to like talk. I was just so emotional being like, I, I, everywhere I look in my life is like, it's, 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 it's honest. I, I can't, I, rugby, no, relationship, no, money, no, business, no. And I just remember being like, ah, I don't get out of this. Do mm-hmm. I mean? So that's, um, yeah. But, you know, we, we were saying before, we were with the pint and the, the dogs were <laughs> getting attacked. Um, I, the, the only, f- the faith that I had in at that point in time was, um, that this shall pass and yeah. that, that's the only thing that like kept me going is like I don't know it's like tomorrow I don't know if it's in a year's time but I know this will pass and that's why that's what sort of like kept me trudging through that when you know I was coming home and I was having to take my water wheelbarrow around to one of the commercial units around the corner <laughs> when they'd left so I could then steal a bit of water to then yeah. come back and fill me so I could have like some food or whatever and uh, I just yeah I knew at that point like this this too shall pass and it you know and it almost feels like I've almost gone from rags to riches in three months and it, and, it, and there's no riches now, but that's all how it feels. And the fact that 
the way I decided to get out of this was, do you know what? The construction business is not the future for me because the motivation had gone. I needed to wipe the slate clean. And I came up with this crazy idea that um, I was going to get this truck and I was going to have a big, basically a big break. Like the idea was not to, was probably not to even drive to Australia at one point. I think it was drive to like Mongolia, Mongolia and just sort of switch my phone off and just reset and just find out actually what I want to do with life. And um, uh, yeah, that, that sort of got to and the where's it going with that? I don't know. There's so many places. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's all downloaded. You start one thing and you're like, yeah. yeah well, I was yeah. I was actually going to turn around to you and say to you like, do, do you feel like this trip is your reset and your yeah. time for you to give yourself that rest to get ready to go again and come back however long it takes and to go at you may go back into construction or you may go down a different path, but you're just giving time back to you. That's exactly what it is. The whole premise of this is to wipe the slate clean. So because I was still living near my ex, um, she still wanted to see the dog that was difficult to sort of manage um, because of the way the situation like ended, it was, it was not quite nice. The business I decided was probably not the future for me. Um, where I was was not the future. So at one point, I sort of like doubted everything in my life. I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to wipe the slate clean. Mm. And the way in which I tried to facilitate that was this trip. The idea is I'd sell everything up, jump in this truck, and then clear off for six months a year, however long it's going to be, to then work out what my purpose is, to then come back and start again in France, in Italy, in up north, in wherever it is. That's the whole idea of this. But um, yeah, but I, I guess I just from my personal understanding of who I am or whatever, it, it had to be epic to be a real trigger. You know, if it, I couldn't just go back to Lenny's or yeah. I couldn't just go and start my own little landscape, it had to be off the scale to drag myself out of where I was, which was a, like a dark, bleak, horrible place at one point. It just had to be that because that then there was incentive. That was a drive, and because I lost my purpose, that was that was the hope. And that was my purpose at that point was to get that truck, to get that converted and then to get this truck done. And when I say like rags to riches, um, you know, I started my, let's say, social media account literally three months ago and I've gone from zero to 170,000 Instagram and 60 odd thousand. So I've gone to like over 200,000 followers in literally like 12 weeks. It's yeah. gone absolute bananas, which is which is humbling and not what I expected because again, this is this was meant to be a break for me where I was almost getting away from, you know, <laughs> yeah, all the pressure. Off the like, radar. Off the radar, you know, suddenly it's gone like blue, but, but in doing so, it's it's opened up so many doors that I can never have imagined or even steered myself towards opening six months ago, you know, and even halfway through the build, I, I actually remember, and I tell this story to Mama, I can remember feeling so miserable at one point, halfway through the build where something had gone wrong or broken, like the last board that I needed to finish or, and like work was kicking off and work, financially it was struggling and someone was chasing And I can remember just literally just stopping, putting my toes out and I can remember just bawling and be like, do you know what? F this drug, I've, I've had enough now. And I, I remember so close to just, and I, I told me one retrospective, I was so close to just locking the door, locking up the truck, getting in my van and just driving up north and just, just going like home or to the family home something mm. and like and I was so close to that and I'm so glad that I just kind of was like no no getting the truck done is the reset is that you know just running home to mum is not the answer yeah. this this reset that you sort of need so um I think you're I think you're a lot like me in the sense that I've had those moments in my life where I'm like forget this I've had enough yeah. I, I just want to throw in the towel but I know 
six weeks down the line, six months, however much I will regret that so yeah. much. And I think it's built in us to, 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 so even at your lowest ebb, you still had the resilience to push through and you still had the, the, uh, um, clear mindset to think, no, I've got to get this done because this is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I need to do for me. Yeah. I, I think the big, the biggest thing that I think everybody needs in their life or, I mean, it's from my understanding of my journey sort of thing is everybody needs hope. So you need hope for whatever that is. Hope that, you know, you're, you know, you're, what you're doing, your podcast kicks off with the charity work kicks off. You know, the, the hope gives you the drive and the motivation. Mm. Same thing for the truck for me, the, the truck was the hope and was a salvation of me getting myself out of that, like just miserable situation I was in. Um, you know, and so, so much so that, the hope was to drive the motivation behind it because I the caravan that I was living in I needed to sell that to fund the last bits on the truck so six weeks to the end of the truck build I uh, I put the I put the caravan for market and I was like right it's going to take me probably four weeks maybe to sell this caravan perhaps which point a couple of weeks the truck will be done I'll move in and just deal with it you know last while I'm wiring whatever it sold like the next day oh really which was crazy so I then cleared a, a, a tool bench in my workshop, which was just a container, and I slept on there for six weeks just on a tool bench with a little like little inflatable thingy. But you know what? Because I had the hope and the motivation that yeah. this truck was going to change my life, didn't care one bit. You know what I mean? So it's mag- it's it's incredible how much hope can give you. Because if like I broke with the X and that was my situation, I'm going to go live in that tool bench. I would have been in a, I, it. I would never have done it. But because I had the hope that was the drive and that was that allowed me to yeah. keep going and push through it so and now you're living proof that if you if you set your mind to something you really can achieve whatever you Any, want anything anything you know I say to people all the time like don't don't let who you are now stop who you could be tomorrow yeah like it's so important that you know oh I'm just a builder oh I'm just well doesn't matter you know I'm just a builder and yet here I am doing massive money deals now with big manufacturers on this truck to this do you know what I mean yeah. it's only because I've allowed myself to think that yeah I've got that positive mindset and yeah I can pull this off you know that I'm pulling off you know if I just thought oh I'm 100 I'm just a builder you know I don't know what I'm doing no, you've got to like just go in and attack it and be positive about it and you, you can honestly you can pull in the 21st century you can go live where you want you can yeah. just do what you want you know don't let that stop you this is like we spoke on on the on the walk out today that we seem to be both big believers that everything happens for a reason and if you hadn't gone through the downturn within the business and you hadn't gone through with the relationship breakup and all the other bits that had gone on you'd probably be on a site somewhere down in the southeast slogging it out somewhere yeah 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 massively massive everything happens for a reason and i think you need to go for those hard times to to understand the, the good times you know, yeah, yeah yeah because then it makes the good times so much more fulfilling because I, I I've seen this to someone this week I was like I've never seen such miserable people as those ultra wealthy people that step off their luxury yachts in the middle of Saint-Tropez and walk around with a face like a slapped arse looking down at everyone walking into a nice club to go and spend 10 grand on a load of drinks and, you know and then they look miserable because they, their life is so good that they don't know what bad is mm. you know and yet you know, for me and you and the people watching and whoever else, the bad makes the bad, the better, better. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I said to my mum after this, you know, because financially, 
I'm still not where I want to be and we've not I've not got out of the position where but I said, you know what, I don't care if I come out broke after all this because this truck is so hopeful and give me so much that I'm I'm after it and 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 the drive and the it's just it's just it's giving me it. It's properly giving me it, which is amazing. So. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's giving you that new purpose in life, which we, we, you can then drive forward. And like we've said, you haven't got a time scale. You haven't got anything. It's, it's going to take as long as it takes. And the adventure is going to be the adventure all the way along. And then when you do get to Australia, let's see what happens when you get there. And you, you just keep going. If, if it works, it works. That's the best thing. You can't, I can't think too far ahead because I'll spoil the now. You know, we're talking mm. about that, like living for the moment and living for the joy not the happiness which is a destination you know, and that, that's what this everyone's like when are you going to get to Australia when are you going to it doesn't matter I don't, honestly don't care when I get there I don't care how I get there who I'm there with it doesn't matter you know because it's the it's the process and the journey and what how it's going to change me as a person along the way and I hope that that then springs me onto a better life for the rest of my life mm. what, whatever that be it doesn't matter I, I don't care if I'm a bricklayer a joiner a manager a content crap. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter, you know because yeah i made that decision and this is the best thing for me right now and don't think too far ahead because you'll never get on with whatever you're doing so. yeah so like going back a little bit when when you were in that dark time and you did feel like giving up and like you were going to ring ringing your mum and, and speaking to her did you ever get to a point where you thought there's no point in going forward there's, yeah, there's, was, there's no point in doing anything I don't want to do anything I'm not achieving anything and what have I got to what have I got to do to get myself out of this situation and, and like you said yeah. you said before didn't you like no matter which way you looked it, it just felt hopeless yeah, yeah. was w- apart from the truck was there a time where or what was there a technique that you used to pull yourself out of that Christ it was yeah it was a proper bleed the place and it was a lonely place because I think when you're in that place you, you cut yourself off from socialising I, I did I, I had a big social group from rugby and I felt like I was a miserable git and I just I was like I don't want to go social I don't mm. feel like I'm ready to do so um, I, I, the only thing that I, I had faith in is is you know what I'll go back to before which was I knew this time would pass mm. I knew it there was something deep down and I knew no matter what it is, something is going to change. Whatever that is, doesn't matter. It's something will give. You know, I'll either be rock bottom and we will go bust as a business completely, or um, and, and I'll hit proper proper rock bottom and I'll have to reset, or I'll have to get a proper job, or someone will take the caravan off me, or some something will happen that will trigger a change. And I, I knew at some point that would come, whether the next day or a year down the line. I knew, and that's that's the that's the, the hope. And the faith that that gave me to, mm. you know, to, to keep going and yeah, and you, something did, and you can't, you sometimes you can't plan for that, you know. It, I can't plan for when I was stood with my sister having a pint, and the Land Rover drove past that said something like a family expedition on. Uh, we're driving to Mongolia, something like that, and I went, "That's it, that's yeah. that's it." I went, "Which what?" I was like, "I'm I'm driving to Australia, I'm driving to Mongolia in an old Land Rover like that." And she went, "Oh yeah," I was like. I, do you know what? That's what I need. That's what I need. I need a reset. I need a. I need some of that adventure. I need to just get out from where I am. You know, she so can't prepare for those moments. You no. can't. How are you going to get it? How are you going to make yourself feel better? How are you going to? You know, if you're in a dark place and everything looks like it's caving in, you just got to know at some point it will change. Like point blank, whatever situation you're going in, regardless of what you are, whether you're in prison, mm. that time has come to an end. Whether you're really ill, 
it will pass. If, you know, financially you're going to struggle, something will change. Like, it will change, whether tomorrow or you just got to hold on to hope that it will change. Yeah. It did for me, so. I'm, I'm guessing a couple of people will be, be thinking that are watching this in... It, on business terms sort of things yeah. you said like you were doing these really high-end high high value new builds and uh, modernizing and stuff like that did you get to a point where obviously like like you did say at the beginning where you don't know when that point was but if you could wind the business back a bit would you have stuck at a certain level at doing stuff yeah do you know what it was probably the vanity i was chasing mm. really um i'd worked for a little small contractor a while ago and they had an office and they had like a little office staff and they were running six projects at a time and they but they they've been doing it 30 years i tried to do that in like two years yeah and we, we sort of got there but almost fraudulently really because we were on a solid ground and um my dad always harped on harped on i said go for number two don't go for being the best in the area go for being number two because best is gonna get get given the best opportunities, but also get treated the worst because they're up in there. You know, go and just sneak under them and just be number two. And I never did. I said, like, da, 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 I'm going for it, I'm going for it. You know, and that's the personality I've got is go, 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 go. He's all, he's all in. And um, I, I just wish we'd not taken on the overheads and we just wish that um, I, I'd recognised our USP was my like driving enthusiasm. I wish I'd recognised that slightly earlier so that, we could just kept at that sweet spot that I was doing a bit on the tools, you know, keeping, but bouncing across a couple of sites. And, you know, when we were doing like two or three sites and I was like half a day on the tools, helping out a few sites, then a bit of paperwork and all the tenure in it, we were nailing it. We were properly nailing it. And yet then suddenly when I came off the tools, the dynamic changed, the lads put the feet up a little bit. We got a little bit too much work. We got a bit fatty. We then weren't quite as efficient, too much risk, blah, blah. And that's, that's where, that's in that, is that transition from, I, you know, I got, I got a bit complacent probably. I got a bit yeah, complacent yeah. with it, thinking, oh, we're laughing here. But actually, when you're a little business like that, complacency kills it instantly. And it did, it killed us over like, you know, 12 month period and then, uh, and yeah. Do you ever have any bad jobs that you can think about now that like that, that probably we shouldn't have taken that on and it, it took us too much. You don't have to go into detail, but was it like certain yeah. jobs that you took and you're like, God, I wish I never took this on. We, yeah, one of the things that I did, which was oh, not right, I mean, it's not, it's not a business, was when we, when we, so we started off doing like little extensions, then he went to refurbs, then he went to like full house refurb with like extensions. And at that point we started getting the sniffs of like new builds. Mm. And when you're like a little contracting builder, as soon as you get like the opportunity to little new builds, it's like, oh, this is it. This is like yeah. a premiership. So we, we deliberately were, were pricing them a little bit cheap to make sure we got them because then we then we, what we said is, look, this is the next phase we're going into, the first of our new builds here. Let's say there's three or four of them. Price them cheap so we can demonstrate our capabilities to them the next wave. Yeah. Be, never happened like that. Yeah. Never happened. We were too cheap. Then we didn't do a good job because we then realised, oh, man, we're, we're, we're either breaking even or we're losing a little bit of money here. We just need to just do the best we can do, but really we were doing not the mm. service we do, which meant that we won't get the next round of opportunities. And yeah, we should, you know, we should have, yeah, but I think I think again taking on too much staff, I I absolutely prioritise keeping everybody busy. Mm. So I wasn't I didn't pay myself a wage for like two and a half three years, at all. Didn't pay myself a penny, and my partner really supported me through all that because because my priority was keeping everyone going. Whereas actually, no, I should have been paying myself from day one to make sure it was stable and I was incentivised and 
yes, the lads are important, but don't take on all the lads. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about like an electrician and a mate and this and a ground worker. No, 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 you don't need to take on the world. You know, just, just being the number two, finding your sweet spot and being really good and really efficient in what you do is, is just as good as being, having all the nice fans driving around in all the nice new builds, you know, because it's, it's a bit of a fraudulent situation that we found ourselves in, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I think people can get sucked into the, the that image that yeah. is portrayed. And like, yeah. because I've had a few people on the podcast say like, oh, I want 16 vans on the road. I want this, that and the other. Yeah. I don't think people realise the headache that goes into just keeping people going, and oh, keeping God. people moving. And you have one little thing that falls down. Somebody rings in sick, which then delays the plaster which then delays the electrician and then blah 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 and it, and it's a huge knock on effect and then that that can lead into the um changing your mindset on stuff and i think like you said before it's this time will pass and it, it, it can sort of work in reverse i think with businesses learn to be patient yeah learn to be patient and don't overstretch yourself and i totally get it that if you get these opportunities like well we can't turn these opportunities down but i think i think the hardest part of business is learning to say no in the correct way yeah you're right yeah because i think like i say to a few people that you're obviously busy so I, i know somebody who's an electrician and they're flat out all the time but they never turn up when they're meant to turn up and they, 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 when they turn up, they do a brilliant job. They really do. But it's getting them there. And I say to them, look, people have got this reputation. Or pe- people know not to ring Bobby because he's great at his job, but he never turns up when he said he's going to do it. But it's better to turn around to him and say, I can't quite do that job this time because I'm too busy, but I can do it at this date. Can we make that work for you? No, it doesn't work this time. All right, sorry, can you remember us for the next time? And... People will always remember that because one, they know where you are. You're not putting excessive stress on yourself and you're not messing people around. And then they might turn around to electrician number two who never turns up and never does this and never does that. And they go, no, I'm not using him because he doesn't do that. Well, let's give Bob a ring because he told us last time he couldn't do it, but he might be able to fit us in for this job. Yeah, definitely. We were sacrificing our like customer service, I guess, because we just took on too much. And then we, you know, you come to the end of the job and... You're trying to hand over and move them in, this, that, the other. but we're so busy, I swear, and that wasn't a priority and retention, all oh, that, and pay retention. So then suddenly, like, we had all these jobs sort of not going wrong, but not going as best we could. And mm. it's a shame if we'd just taken like one or two less on, we could have been 20, 30% better, probably 20, 30% more profit in them, and done so much better and, and led to more work at the end of it. But we didn't, we just chased the, like, the volume really and the yeah, because hands on the road. Yeah, I, I worked for myself for a bit and. I was, I got to a point where I had too much work on, or no, I had too many jobs going wrong. And then I was trying to fund those other jobs with the jobs that were coming up. So, which I I obviously know it's a brutal mistake to make now, but at the time I thought, well, that's my only option. Yes, you've got to do it. I've got to do it. And then, and then, then that can lead, it's a vicious circle of trying to understand and striking that balance. And I think it's really, really, really important for people to realize that, right, we've got to a point with the business making money, we're profitable. Do we need to grow? Do we need to take that extra stress on? Yes. No. No, we don't, right? We can step back and it'll, yeah. it'll come round yeah. again. Yeah, and, and enjoy the moment of yeah, that yeah. success. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have given anything right now to be sat back three years ago when we were going well and I was, I was getting stuck in and I was off on the tools and just say to you, just Bobby, hold on a minute, enjoy now. Just lap it up right now. You know, you, you've got everything ahead of you, you're doing really well. The business is earning a bit of money. It's quite a comfortable, nice position, and it's making you really happy. 
enjoy this, mate. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it might go really well, it might go really wrong for you. I'm not telling you what's going to happen, but yeah, you just yeah, enjoy yeah. it sort of thing, you know, because like we were saying, we're always chasing the next thing and chase, 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 chase. Yeah. Whereas actually, if I just kind of maybe enjoyed a little bit more, perhaps the relationship that I then lost, perhaps we wouldn't have done so because I would have just gone, you know what, mm. everything's going a little bit all right. I'm going to put some more effort in the relationship as opposed to what I do in the work. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, there's, I was fortunate that, that uh, Louise understood and she took that choice away from me in the relationship, but also it saved our relationship and brought us back. But no, it, it sounds like you're moving forward in a very positive way and, and you're learning from your mistakes and it, and it, it's give you that mindset and a different outlook on life now. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah. you know, going back to what I was saying that, I, no matter how bleak or bad I felt, I st- speak to mum who's, you know, has been there to, just to voice stuff to, um, you know, I was saying, look, this too, this this will pass. But I also said to her, I'm so grateful for this. And mm. she kept like laughing at me, saying, you, you're an idiot, you're a lunatic. I said, no, no, no I, honestly, mom, I, no matter how hard, and this feels terrible, and yes, I want it to end, and it's really bleak, and I've got no money, and, you know, but I was like, I'm really grateful for the opportunity because I'm going to do so much better as the blow that comes out the other side of this. Again, whenever that time will be, and I know it will be at some point, I'm going to be such a better bloke. I understand about cash flow, I understand about growing a business. Understand about what it takes to get a relationship going, you know. Understand about how, how to get myself out of these bleak places. You know, I don't know that now, but I will do. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, that's what I'm. I am genuinely grateful for the for the bad things. You know, so if it's, if anything is going bad for you, it's going to make you so much more of a better person than you know Tommy down the road is driving Range Rovers and nothing got wrong to him. You're much better bloke than he is. You know, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So I guess why a truck and not a Land Rover then? What uh, what what changed uh, it? This is cool, isn't it? This is cool. Yeah, I've always been into landings and four-wheel drives, but uh, Land Rovers are terrible. Well, to be fair, I do compare driving this truck to an old, like, 80s Land Rover. It's terrible. But um, it's the space it gives you. Mm. Because there's, there's people that do travel with these Land Rovers, but they're like, they've got slide-out little beds and they've got it. And I just thought, you know what? If I'm going to be in this, for, this is going to be my house now. It's got to be something big. It's got to be something cool. And... Um, it's really unique as well, which I think it's done well. You know, if I was just going to go and ride around the country in me like a motorbike, it's not capturing the imagination. So I think that's that's partly why it's doing so well. It's this big, gary sort of bluey, purpley truck that shouldn't be blue or purple. By the way, I ordered I ordered grey with a tint of blue, and it turned out blue with a tint of grey. <laughs> but as I was painting on, honestly, it was it was pink. Was it? There's a, there's a video of me painting, and I start painting for like two three minutes, and I step back and go. Jeez, and I actually stepped down and stopped recording because I was like, what have I done? This is the wrong car. Honestly, it was so different. But um, yeah, it's, co- it's cool because it means like everything in the truck I've got, I've got like proper shower, I've got a proper king size bed, proper barbecue on the outside and table to work at. And yeah, it's the nuts. It's sustainable. That's what it wanted to be for me. It's sustainable. Really. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to be in outer Mongolia yeah, and, exactly. and you're like cramped in the back of an old exactly. in the middle of winter yeah, that's the yeah. whole idea yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what it is I can just go for it now and uh, not really worry about going to civilization. I've got I take half a ton of fresh water with me which will last me weeks off you know I've got almost 700, 700 litres of diesel so I can just go off and that's you know I, I knew I wanted a proper adventure adventure that was off the beaten track and to see new places and explore and really find myself and find other people at the same time and uh that the truck is the is the best bit of kit you can get because I can climb the steepest mountains, I can go off the beaten track for the longest period, and uh, yeah, you, you can't do things by half measures. I've never done it. You know, starting the business was not half measure. You threw everything at it, and then same for this truck. As soon as I came up with the idea, and then uh, managed to find the truck, you threw everything at it. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, because we were talking about tyres before and how much the corner is. It's like 1,100 quid a corner, yeah, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's eye watering, yeah. But I am grovelling to the tyre manufacturer to try and sponsor me four, <laughs> four tyres. Um, yeah, it's, do you know what? It's, it's great, though, because it's bringing so many people together in, in such a happy place. Mm. And, um, you know, f- from, from being in that moment where I was breaking down in tears halfway through the build, which was only, you know, looking back at like six or eight weeks ago, I was in a real, like, almost giving up kind of place, to now nothing can do what you want do you want to me do you want to be financially do the truth I'll take on the world right yeah. now I feel genuinely invincible because of just how much hope it's given me and pride and you know and now I almost feel like I'm inspiring other people with the mm-hmm. journey that I've gone on you know it's not just me that I'm you know I've won the lottery and I've got a load of money and I'm now buying a really expensive truck I've built it and I've, I'm, this is me dragging myself out of a broken relationship and broken circumstances and, and it's captured the imagination of literally the nation, it feels like. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, definitely. You were saying that, oh, you have to turn notifications off now because you, you're just oh, overwhelmed yeah, by everything. Yeah, even like just coming from where I was before, I was, um, I was at Chanak. Chanak to here, so it took me like an hour to drive it. I got spotted like six or eight times on the way. <laughs> and it's not like, you're an idiot. It's all like, big thumbs up like go on Bobby yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's so it's such a happy thing yeah, yeah. never expected that you know I, again I, this was a break for me this was me to chance to get off the beaten track not to yeah it's great it's great it's great honestly proper happy place so. mate it's brilliant to see it's brilliant to hear it's great apart from anything it's great to see you yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been good to see you I've had a really good day going out walking with the dogs the dogs have got on the beer was good the crack was good the weather's been outstanding oh, yeah thanks for that thanks for organising that yeah, no no really thanks for coming and thanks for making the trip over and um coming on the podcast and having a chat with us but mate best of luck with everything thanks mate I, I think re- I need it yeah you do yeah <laughs> you know you've got my phone number give us a call <laughs> might, it might not be awake because of the time zone but no mate outstanding work brilliant it's so good that you've you've come all this way and you, you've you turned um, a bad situation into a good situation and you're coming out the other side and now you're off to have an adventure all over, yeah. quite literally all over the world yeah and what I think it's like something I like to get across is I've come from a really place living in a caravan no running water no money everything going wrong and I've I'm now come to the best point in my life probably I'm probably on the crest of my life at the moment, and that's happened in 12 weeks and mm. so that's how quick your life can turn around if you're in a miserable place right now literally the flick of a switch as long as you're open to it and you're going after what you're open and you'll take the opportunity and then go for it it can you can literally your life can change almost instantaneously if you look for it and ready for it so Definitely. And have the drive forward as well. There you go. That's another episode done. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'll put all Bobby's details in the description below. And if you do spot him, give him a thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) and and beep. Uh, You can't not spot him. It's massive. It's parked outside the house and it's taken over the road. (laughs) But um, make sure you give us a follow and give Bobby a follow as well. And you can watch him on his adventures as he goes around the world. But... Let us know if you want to talk about anything in the next episode in the comments below. Other than that, thank you very much, everybody, and I'll speak to you on the next one. There you go. Thanks, mate. Thank you. It was really good. Oh, no, it's good. Perfect. 39 minutes. There you go.